Is ambition honorable or selfish? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Hey, thanks for listening to this holiday edition of 48 Days Online Radio. You know, I thought about just skipping this week. We're right here in between holidays, in between Christmas and New Year's. Hey, I could make a case for just not doing this. A lot of people are taking the week off. Well, that's not the way I think. I love what I do. I really do. It's hard for me to stay out of my office, even when it's right here in our property. So so I wanted to do this. It's going to be shorter. I didn't even open up the magic mailbox today where all those questions are there. I know there's a lot of questions there this time of year having to do with discouragement, depression, despair. We'll get to those. I wanted just to insert just a short kind of an update. Talk about one issue talk about a little bit about our goals. And and frankly, I don't like the idea of not doing a podcast. Now, the first podcast that I have record of, I'm not great with keeping records of everything, but the first one we have record of doing was December 6, 2007. So that's over 10 years ago. And I'll be quick to add, some of you can attest to it, I've never missed a week. I've never missed one. You know, a lot of people start things and then eh, three months later, eh, I don't think anybody's listening. Eh, it's too much work. Gee, I was busy, you know, and so they're just, well, that's not the way that I do things. So we started December 6th. I was still on live radio at that point, still on WWTN, 100,000 watt station here in Nashville. I'd been on there for six years, but boy, I discovered the magic of podcasting. So the first one went out, just a segment of a radio show, December 6, 2007. So that makes this one number 524. So thanks for being a listener. Hey, I want to talk about this issue. Is ambition honorable or selfish? Well, you know, this is a time of year when a lot of us are talking about new dreams, new goals, new things we want to accomplish. But I also find that a lot of people think, ah, that's just being selfish, You know, it's just all about me if I'm setting goals, all about what I want to do, you know, real close to greed. Well, I find a lot of people, even young people today, who are afraid of thinking big in their ambitions, you know, afraid to let the world know they want to achieve really great things. You know, and a lot of people like that kind of, they they hedge their bets, so to speak, or they want to be realistic and practical. They don't want to look silly if their goals don't really pan out. So I find people that say, nah, I'm not going to announce any goals. You know, that way, if I fail to hit them, then the only person who knows I've failed is me. Well, I guess that's true. But the reverse is also true. If you tell a lot of people, there's more motivation to make those things actually take place. That's where I want you to go. I want you to be able to think and express what it is that you are dreaming about. Hey, we're going to end today with a song, If I Can Dream, with Elvis Presley. 
just one of those old greats. I was thinking about, gee, what would really kind of bring this together? If I can dream. And he talks about if I can dream it, then why can't it come true? Well, that's the way I want to think. You know, I've been doing this a very long time, setting goals at the first of the year. This is certainly no different than, than any of those. I, it's not like I'm thinking, gee, is there an excuse for me to kind of slow down? You know, can I just kind of put it on cruise control? No, that's not the way I'm wired. I have bigger plans than I've ever had. I mean, real, really. I mean, I, I there's a financial goal that I want to hit this year that I've never hit before. And it's not just so I can have a different house or a different car. Frankly, I don't want different in either of those categories. I like exactly what I've got. So it's not that, but if I have that dream, if I see what can happen when somebody gets a hold of their own dreams, when somebody really figures out how they can turn their talents, their skills, their passions into meaningful work, I'll tell you what, the thrill of that never gets old. The thrill of hearing from people who were able to do that never gets old. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that till the day I die. And believe me, when I stop being a part of that, I hope I do die. So, well, I want to talk a little bit about the, the different areas of goals, the way that I set those. But, you know, this bothers me when I hear people talk about themselves, you know, like, like having dreams or having ambitions. No, you know, I don't want to be self-serving. I just want to do what God wants me to do. Boy, that in itself seems like a contradiction to me. If God wired something into you and gave you a dream, gave you the ability, gave you the ambition, then I think you have to walk that out. I don't think there's anything godly about just sitting on it, you know, just burying it in the backyard. Man, but I hear people get caught up in just kind of what I think is a, a poor theology where, gee, I'm just some wretched human maggot walking around, you know, until I get a, until I'm able to go to heaven. Well, geez, I think we're becoming now what we're going to be for all eternity. And if you're that person now, I'm not sure I want to hang around you in eternity either. You know, the Bible talks about the fact that, you know, God made us a little lower than the angels. That's it. We're there crowned with glory and honor. My gosh. I mean, what does that mean to be crowned with glory and honor? I mean, people who see themselves as wretched rarely make the world a better place. I mean, they don't create great art. They don't write great books. They don't start great businesses. I mean, it shouldn't surprise you when you have big dreams, when you have big desires to do something great, when you have thoughts of doing something meaningful, something that would have significance. I mean, that shouldn't come as any surprise. I mean, when you have those big dreams, then you get to choose whether to embrace that and create something great or to just bury it and suspect maybe it wasn't meant for you. Well, Elvis Presley said, ambition is a dream with a V8 engine. And golly, being a car guy, I love that. Ambition is a dream with a V8 engine. I want all my dreams to have V8 engines um, or more. Golly, turbocharged. That's what I want to connect with my dreams. Well, speaking of quotations, here's a quotation. I'm just, again, we're going to do a short session today, but there's a quotation I want to share with you. It comes from Langston Hughes who golly, died back in 1967, so been gone for some time, but an African-American author, poet. One of his is my favorite. It says, hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Wow, think about that. 
I mean, if you let your dreams die, that's like having a broken wing when you're really a bird. Oh, what a painful idea. Well, a little bit more about ambition. I mean, yes, we aren't to have selfish ambition. Bible talks about that as well. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Yeah, if it's just all about you, about having more, it's not ambition, it's greed. I mean, that's different. But you can be ambitious as a recognition that you've been given a gift that you need to share, that in sharing that gift, you have a unique way to help others. I mean, I want you to own your ambition with such depth and gratitude that it golly, takes you to the, the top of Maslow's Pyramid. We've talked about that a lot recently, where he saw self-actualization as being the high point, And then he went on from there in later years to transcendence. Wow, that's, that's where, you know, an athlete is in the zone. Transcendence. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't even explain just what happened. I mean, that's where I want your ambition to take you. And it's the most important tool to achieving success. Ambition, you know, takes you beyond talent and resources that you may have. We can make a logical case for what you have in terms of talent and resources and even intelligence. But ambition kind of unlocks a level beyond that. So here we are at the beginning of another new year. You know, this is a new opportunity to decide what my unique contribution is going to be. What is it that I'm doing that I'm going to do that transcends just making money, just paying the bills? I mean, that's not what setting goals is all about. I mean, that's just a, man, that's a basic need that we all have. That's a basic responsibility we all have, you know, just do something to pay the bills and keep the lights on, the kids fed. That's nothing to get excited about at all. I mean, ambition takes us way beyond that. And this is the time of year when I like to unleash all kinds of things. Man, I've got more new ideas this year. I've got a book that I'm going to be working on. I was going to do it as a gift book where I talk about what is your strangest secret. I talk about the, the power that was unleashed in me as a 13-year-old poor farm kid in Ohio when I heard that little audio recording, The Strangest Secret. So I was going to call this little gift book, What Is Your Strangest Secret? You know, what is it that you have invested in, that defining moment that kind of unleashed your greatest self and kind of led to the success that you're currently experiencing? So I was going to do that as a little gift book. Met with a publisher, and frankly, they think that it's too big of a message to be stuffed into a little gift book. So I'm going to be working on a longer manuscript with that. I'm excited about that. Got lots of examples that are flooding in. I mean, about what investments people made in their own personal development and how that unleashed new things. So that's one of the things that I'm excited about for 2018. That's certainly only one of many. But now's the time to be clear on your goals, your aspirations, what it is that you want to accomplish. Now, you know, if you've been listening to me, you know that I don't think success is just about what you accomplish in career or even finances. There are other areas as well. We'll run through those kind of quickly here. You know, I recommend clarity in seven areas, those being financial, physical, family, spiritual, social, career, personal development. What did I miss? I think that's all of them. Anyway, those are the ones that I encourage you to have to set goals in. So I want to talk about them just briefly, just each of those, give you a couple encouraging points, and then we'll just wrap up for today. Financially, man, I mean, if you can't dream it, it's not going to happen. Now, I know if you're working a job, you may expect a three or 4% increase and you realize that's going to be it. 
But you know what? If you expect more, it's amazing how it may show up in other ways that you did not even expect. I mean, we hear from people every day where that's true. Yeah, they're making 50000 but they set a goal of making 80000 And even though it didn't all come from their job, just planting the seed opened their eyes to something they could do on Amazon or eBay or a little side business or providing a service, the same service they're doing at work. And now they're doing it for other people where they're being paid for their coaching or consulting. I mean, those stories, we hear them every day here. So don't be afraid to go ahead and set a financial goal that seems like a stretch, even if you're working in a job where it doesn't appear like that's going to be obvious. You know, I, I hear from people all the time who are in social security. Well, they think, well, there, there's no way. Well, sure there is. There's a thousand ways you increase your income if you're on Social Security. doesn't mean you just sit back, fold your hands, and wait on that monthly check to show up in your checking account. No, you can do other things. So don't be afraid to set a financial goal that takes your breath away. I know I certainly have for this year. I'll wait till the end of the year. Well, you know, I, I have to be careful about how I frame this because I already said, if you share your goals with other people, then you have more of a chance of hitting them. And I do share my goals, but I don't just blast them out to the whole world. That I don't do. I share my goals with people who I'm already sharing life with, people who know me well, people who are going to challenge me along the way, and people who believe in the fact that I can hit those. Well, that narrows the list dramatically. That means you may not share over Christmas dinner what your goals are when Cousin Eddie's sitting there and he's going to knock down whatever you've done, you know, whatever you think you're going to do. And he's going to say, "Nah, you can't do that. You're still one of us, dude. Yeah, be careful about who you share those with. So I'll share my big goals with those people that I know are going to encourage me, cheer me on to reaching those. Physically. Now, look, look, this this is an important area. You may think, well, I am what I am. No, don't take the Popeye mentality here. No matter how rich or poor you are, we all have exactly the same amount of time each day and each week. But you know what? You can buy more time, even if you're poor, if you live a healthier lifestyle. I mean, you can buy time that the rich dude down the street who eats a hamburger and fries every day cannot You can buy time by being healthier. Now, here's here's another thing. And this, I'm going to move on from this, but boy, I've been looking at this recently. You you know what I think the leading cause of death is? It's not accidents or even illness. You know what I think the leading cause of death is in the United States? Retirement. I mean, we're starting to get statistics on this. The people who retire at 55 are 89% more likely to die in the next 10 years than those who retire at 65. Now, check that out. Now, I don't have time to unpack that totally, but what that means is you are really highly likely to die in the next 10 years once you retire. We see that no matter what the age is. So you retire at 55, you're really likely to be gone by 65. What happens if you work till you're 75? Now, whether by choice or whether you think that you need to, to, you know, pay the bills, but what if you work till you're 75? Well, then you're probably going to live till you're 85. I mean, what if you, now now think about this. When do you think you're going to die? I mean, pick a number. Let's say that you just said that you think you're going to die at 86 years old. Now let's back up a year. 
How do you expect to feel at age 85? How do you want to feel mentally? Oh, gee, you want to still be sharp. You don't want to have dementia. You don't want to, you know, have deteriorated in the way that you're thinking. All right. What about financially? Do you want to have spent your last dollar? No. Oh, gee, you want to be in good shape still financially when you're 85. What about relationships? You want to be totally alone? You just still want to have loving relationships with family and friends that you've made over the years, new people that you're meeting even at that period of time. Oh, you do? What do you think is going to happen if, in fact, you are in great shape mentally, physically, financially, and in relationships when you're 85? What are the chances are that you're going to die at 86? You're pretty slim. You're going to back that up some more. So we can look at the things. I mean, dying is not just a physical process that's inevitable. No, we can do all kinds of things to determine the time at which we die. You know why people die quickly? Three things. You can mark these down. No friends, no money, no purpose. That's why people die. No friends, no money, no purpose. Well, when people retire, often they lose connection because they're friends with those they worked with. So they don't see them anymore. Gee, they stop getting money. So the money now is a big issue that they're focused on. They're diminishing, they're depleting assets rather than continuing to accumulate wealth and resources. So that's obviously an issue. No purpose. You, know, you better believe it. A lot of people, their purpose was too connected to just what they did daily as work. Didn't go beyond that. So with that gone, yeah, you better believe it. Those people die quickly. No friends, no money, no purpose. Don't allow yourself to get into that position. Well, personal development, I mean, I'm talking here about not only reading books, but taking courses, going to seminars. Also, how are you scheduling time for dreaming, imagining, creating, innovating? I mean, those are things you want to build into your life. If you're no longer doing any dreaming, imagining, creating, or innovating, man, your life is going to be pretty boring. Don't be content with that. I mean, you may want to learn a new language. I want to have the, in 2018, I want to have more music in my life. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like yet. I've checked out a couple uh, singing groups that I'm not real excited about. Uh, so it's probably going to be an instrument of some kind, but I'm not sure yet exactly what that's going to be. Well, in family, I mean, what kind of vacations you want to take this year? I mean, what's your goal for free time with family and friends? Um, I mean, what do you want to do with your spouse? What do you want to do to be a better mom, dad, or parent? I mean, those are the kind of things. I mean, we just had several days with family here. Golly, I've got grandkids that are two years old. I want to see those grandkids, you know, graduate from college, get married, and have kids of their own. I mean, I want to be around for that. I'm nurturing relationships with them right now so they know who I am and know my interest in their well-being and their lives. Well, spiritually... I mean, can you say that you're living out God's purpose for your life? I mean, what, what are you doing that goes beyond just yourself? I mean, do you trust your dreams as being inspired? I woke up just this morning with a dream that I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I love 
pondering my dreams. I love trying to unpack them. I don't see them as just something random based on what I ate the night before. No, they're part of who I am. They're a unique way for God to open that door when I'm not as in as much conscious control and to speak to me and give me ideas that I'm missing in other ways. So, you know, what are you doing to pay attention to those parts of your life and move forward? Social, what are you doing in that area? You may want to go back and read the old uh, Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know, six ways to make people like you become genuinely interested in other people. Smile. Remember that a person's name is that to that person the sweetest, most important sound in any language. Be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Wow, you know how major that is? You know how few people are good listeners and really encourage others to talk about themselves? I mean, listen to conversation in any social situation. When you go to the New Year's Eve party in a couple of days here and watch how quickly people bring the conversation back to themselves. Somebody says, gee, I jumped all, you know, I, I rode a motorcycle and jumped across Grand Canyon last week. And somebody, instead of saying, oh my gosh, how did you plan for that? What'd you do to get ready for that? What was that experience? They'll say, hey, let me tell you about the time when I bumble blah, blah, And they go right back to making it about themselves. Very few people are good listeners and know how to encourage others to talk about themselves. If you do that, you'll be a prized, faithful friend for many people. Well, the other couple things are talk in terms of the other person's interest, make the other person feel important, do it sincerely. I mean, those are things you can do socially to elevate yourself, elevate your success in those areas. I mean, success is not just about making more money, getting a promotion. Yeah, those may be part of it, but my goodness, we're talking about a life that you love, not just work as well. Career then being the seventh area. We're going to wrap it up with this. This is an outcome of knowing what you want in the other six areas. I mean, your career should be a reflection of the life you want. When I work with somebody in in career coaching, and incidentally, I'd be delighted to, you know, look at working with some of you individually this year. That's one of the things I'm going to do more of. It's one of my discovered that's something that I love. One of my first loves got me into this. And as I've gotten busy doing some other things, I've moved away from that, but I'm carving out more space for that. You can just go to the 48days.com site, click on coaching, and I'll review those. The the things you want to accomplish, if I'm not the best match, we'll help you find somebody who is. But I'm doing more of that. Anyway, your career is a reflection of the life that you want. I mean, once you decide the kind of life you want, then it becomes obvious what kind of work embraces that. That's why we move into it at the end rather than at the beginning. Well, hey, we're going to wrap up with this song from Elvis Presley here. If I can dream, hope it inspires you. If you got questions, continue having those coming in. Next week, we'll go back to the regular questions. We got a lot of carryover, but you can shoot those questions into askdan at 48days.com. If you got particular questions about the beginning of the year or about setting your own goals, my God, shoot those in. I'd love to review those, check those out with you. We'll talk about them in upcoming segments. So hope you're having a wonderful anticipation of a new year that you do have your goals set. You can go to 48days.com slash goals and get my free worksheet. It's a guide to help you identify what do you want to accomplish in these areas. Again, just 48days.com slash goals. It'll take you to that goal setting worksheet. You can work through that 
get clarity on what you're moving to and know that you're going to walk into an amazing new year in 2018. Hey, thanks for being part of this group of people where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. You know, I don't want you to settle for less. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Understanding sometimes strong winds of promise that will blow away the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone, tell me why. Answer's gonna come Somehow Out there in the dark